Hello and welcome to episode four of Radio Rollback. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on uh, this episode. Uh, thank you also for those who've uh, been liking uh, the podcast as well and uh, those who've uh, also been contacting me to say how much they like it. Very much appreciated. Thank you very much for Tony Mullins who's got in touch talking about the Ron O'Quinn uh, little uh, bits that we're doing and uh, telling me about how Ron uh, came to uh, Morland's Radio that uh, Tony is uh, involved in and, and did a show there. He's actually sent me a, uh, an hour of that show and we'll probably feature a little bit of that as well uh, in some uh, later podcasts. So thank you very much indeed for getting in touch, Tony. Thanks also to uh, David O'Connell, some nice comments and uh, also... Um, uh, Gary as well, who uh, said, how about a bit of uh, Radio Atlantis? Absolutely right. Yes, uh, we'll certainly do some Radio Atlantis in some uh, future podcasts. Uh, in fact, it was rather interesting because, um, I say, Gary uh, said about Radio Atlantis and then Tony came on talking about uh, Ron O'Quinn. And uh, when Ron O'Quinn went to Moreland's Radio, he was with Steve England. And, of course, Steve England very much involved with Radio Atlantis. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that on a later podcast so thank you uh, for getting in touch please keep your messages coming and um, if you want to email me it's jeffmartinmedia220 at gmail.com or you'll see uh, around the various social medias uh, please go on there and uh, subscribe as well to on your podcast provider so as soon as the next episode comes out you'll get it straight away and uh, be good to give us a, a good rating as well all that would be very much appreciated now on episode four uh we are going to look at Radio North Sea International from August 1970. And a very, very, very interesting afternoon is one way of putting it in August of 1970 when there was an attempted raid on the radio ship Mebo 2 with someone wanting to cut the anchor. If they are listening on the tug, beware because we've got petrol bombs ready and they'll come straight for you if you continue to cut the anchor. We'll be playing uh, a clip of that very exciting music radio uh, a little bit uh, later on in the podcast. We'll also uh, soon have a bit of Radio Luxembourg and uh, Barry Aldis, who uh, worked for Luxembourg for a long, long time, uh, a really wonderful uh, broadcaster. We'll have a little clip of uh, Barry doing a, a really uh, late night show. Well, I think it's kind of a clip of two shows, actually, late night on, on Radio Luxembourg. And also uh, a clip uh, from um, a chat I had with uh, Susan Moore. Uh, now, Susan is the daughter of Reg Calvert, who of course was uh, the owner of Radio City and got uh, tragically killed in June 1966. Uh, that one single event, apart from being absolutely tragic for uh, Susan and her family, also led to uh, the government uh, introducing the Marine Broadcast Defences Act, which of course, as we know, uh, silenced pretty much all the pirate stations with the exception of Radio Caroline. So, uh, yeah, very interesting stuff from Susan Moore uh, about uh, Radio Such and Radio City. And one night, Screaming Lord Such was sitting in his white Cadillac opposite, waiting to be picked up. And he went off to Addiston with um, my dad. And that was the night that Pinkerton's Assorted Colours, mm-hmm. that were Liberators, then were being auditioned. And all they did was talk about 
how they could start a pirate radio station. Susan Moore, and you'll be hearing more of Susan uh, later on in this uh, podcast. And uh, she's written this amazing book, and it really is one of the the best books I've uh, ever read. Uh, certainly, uh, non-fiction, which, which is all about uh, uh, dad's life and uh, a mum's life as well. I guess it's called Life and Death. Uh, of a pirate really great stuff and uh, tell you a bit more about that uh, later on in the podcast but first let's have our first uh, clip and it's from uh, Radio Luxembourg our first of I'm sure many visits in our podcast to uh, Radio Luxembourg this is the station that uh, I remember uh, cuddled up under the bedclothes as a as a boy with my little perdio popsy uh, radio under the bedclothes, my little headphones uh, in, and my mum uh, shouting at me to say turn that radio off. And of course, I never did. Uh, so we're going to feature Radio Luxembourg and uh, Barry Aldi. So I'm not sure. Maybe someone can tell me. I think he may have been Radio Luxembourg's longest-serving disc jockey. I think he had two stints at the radio station. Uh, he came from uh, New South Wales in Australia, worked for a couple of stations in the US before packing up and coming uh, to London, uh, where in 1956 he uh, became one of the team of announcers, as they were back in the day, at uh, Radio Luxembourg. And uh, he proved very, very popular and stayed with them for a long, long while. Sadly, we lost uh, Barry uh, back in 1982 at the age far too young of only 51 his career also took him uh, to um, uh, Radio 1 and uh, Radio 2 briefly uh, as well so uh, he- here is Barry Aldis then uh, it's late night it's Radio Luxembourg and remember he joined them in 1956 uh, this one is from the 30th of March 1978 Radio Luxembourg Barry a record here by Mike Bat, the naughty fella. He's locking himself away in a certain room in that railway hotel. He's naughty, but he's nice. You know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, Mike. When very Oh. Twenty-six past one on Big L, Radio Luxembourg. Lou Rolls, bring back dollar. <laughs> Lou Rolls from his LP. If you hear Lou, you've heard it all. And there he was singing and swinging for you, Dollar Green. I have uh, a wallet which is made of kangaroo skin. I brought it over from Australia about 26 years ago. And inside, way deep down inside, is a greenback dollar, which I got in New York on my honeymoon. Also a 10-shilling note from Australia. Uh, they're in dollars now, of course. I mean, if you knock off my wallet, for goodness sake, you know, take the thousands in sterling, but don't take those two notes, will you, huh? Return them to me here at Radio Luxembourg. Thank you very much. Barry Aldous here at the microphone, and we've got a sound from Belgium by Amadeo Noves. Amadeo. Move on, in fact, is the title of this song, and let's put that superstar into the plural, because if ever there were superstars... It's Abba, huh? 
opening track from their LP. 23 minutes to two is the time. You're in tune with Radio Luxembourg, Britain's only national commercial radio station. Radio Luxembourg, in conjunction with KTEL Records, proudly present our own exclusive priceless package of golden moments. Rock Rules OK, bringing you the greatest slice of rock and roll history you've ever experienced. A triple album featuring the coasters Lloyd Price and... Dell, Shannon, Crew, Cuts and the Crystals. Rock Rules OK, Triple Set, only available through Big L. We've got this for you too, the Marcells, the Teddy Bears, Exciters, Platters, Crew Cuts. Jimmy Gilmer, the Olympics, Hollywood Argyles, Freddie Cannon too. Send for Rock Rules OK, our own triple album, an exclusive 60-track pack to take you back. Send checks to postal orders valued £5, including post and packing. Please don't send cash, though. Make your checks or postal orders out to Rock Rules OK, record offer, Radio Luxembourg, London, W1. Rock Rules OK! Tales of strange alien beings. Horrible imaginings. Weird goings-on. Terrestrial beings. It came from a far-off land by dead of night, communicating in complicated tongues. Three eyes protruding from its ugly mass of pulsating green flesh. No one dare approach its shimmering claw-like tentacles. Sunday night, 60 minutes past 11. Don't miss Barry Aldis on the Midnight Special. Solid gold! All right, Stevie, I'd like to let you know that Teddy Prince is on the road in Ireland just a little later on this month, commencing on the 17th of March. Are you listening, Ireland? Oh, very good indeed there. And on the 17th, Tone, the Royal Ruler, will be appearing at the Amarillo Club in Toome, County Galway. On the 18th, the venue is the Balmont Hotel, Baymont Hotel. Yes, well, I mean, I, I can't read Irish, you see. Baymont Hotel, Strand Hill, Sligo, it's the way it's typed. And on the 19th, the Stardust in Cork. Ah, just the scene for Tony. He's sort of all stardust in his eyes, and he's such a smooth guy. I mean, you'll get up on the table and do an Elvis Presley act, but I mean, <laughs> forget about that. And at the Hibernian on the same date, that's the 19th of March, the Stardust in Cork, and also the Hibernian. He gets around this man. Well, it's a sort of royal prerogative, you know. And on the 20th of March, something very special is happening. The uh, occasion is the Starlight Pole Winners Concert at the National Stadium in Dublin. Tone will be there, and also appearing a lot of, lot of artists, including Phil, the lead singer of Thin Lizzy, Status Quo, Joe Dolland, and the Chieftain. So there you go. And here we go, up into the trees. Get your Tarzan gear on, or your Jane gear, because we're going to sort of swing like the monkey. Like the funky monkey! This is a septet of funk. Mandrill! Walter Becker and Donald Fagan wrote this song. Comes from the LP called Ajar. It features Steely Dan, and what a beauty it is. Goes under the title of Peg. Released 
That's a single. Peg from Steely Dan. A little bit of class here to take us up to news time from Andrew Lloyd Webber, his brother Julian on cello, and the touch of the Paganinis. From Fleet Street, Joy 8, Sunday Mirror, News. News in brief. Israeli's defense minister has issued a warning to Syria after a raid by Palestinian guerrillas into Israel resulted in at least 26 people being killed and 70 injured. Eight South American coffee-producing countries have suspended coffee sales indefinitely in an attempt to stop the fall in international prices. Police are searching for a gang of youths who burnt and beat up a 13-year-old girl after an all-night party in Brixton, South London. Bubbles, the two-ton hippo which escaped from the Californian Safari Park 19 days ago, died from suffocation after being knocked unconscious by tranquilizing darts. A detective is in a serious condition in hospital after being shot by a gunman who later killed himself in a flat in Bethnal Green, London. That's the news in brief. We'll have the weather word for you in just a moment. In today's Sunday Mirror, Bianca Jagger, the girl from a banana republic whose beauty and personality took her into the life of the international jet set, how she won wealth and fame, and Mick Jagger, and the intriguing mysteries of her unusual life. See the marvellous Sunday Mirror today. And this is the weather word for the UK. There'll be sunny intervals and scattered showers with an expected high of 10 degrees centigrade. News and weather together, your editor in London for the Sunday Mirror, Sid Hollands. Thank you very much, uh, Sid. Good night to you. Well, good morning, shall we say, huh? songs the greatest love songs the greatest love songs ever aired that's your program until three o'clock in the morning a program coming to you from Luxembourg with love are you in the mood of course you are if you're not I shall put you in the mood, a loving mood. All right, let's start with Samantha. Samantha sang from the land of Aussie. Australian girl with a Bee Gees song. I think you know it. Trying to get over with you. Trying to get through. Am I getting through? The sound of enchantment. Trying to get over with you. Just want to let you know that I love you so. Five fellows who go under the collective title of enchantment. They're getting all excited there. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Trying to get over with you. You're listening to the greatest love songs ever aired. A very special program on Luxembourg every Saturday night at this time. Barry Aldous here at the microphone. And just like to let you know that we have no new singles in the show tonight. We're looking, as you 
very well know if you're a regular listener for the greatest love song of the year. And you and our team of experts are going to choose it. But no voting tonight, so I'll let you get on whatever job you have in hand, whatever that may be. Here's Barbara Streisand. Love theme from A Star Is Born. There he is, Barry Aldis, late night, 78, from the wonderful Radio Luxembourg. This is Radio Rollback. And now we're going to have a little clip from Susan Moore, who's written this wonderful book called Life and Death of a Pirate, uh, all about her mum and her dad. Her dad, of course, was Reg Calvert, who uh, uh, set up with uh, Screaming Lord Such, Radio Such, and then, of course, ran Radio City. And uh, we'll be talking more to Susan uh, in a future podcast. But here's Susan talking about how she came to write the book, and now her dad... And Screaming Lord Such came together and got the idea to start their own pirate radio station. I found it very, very hard to start off with. It took me a long, long time because when it all happened, when my dad was killed when I was 18, I was just 18, I knew then I was going to be writing the book. And I started collecting information and newspaper cuttings and actually even started interviewing people quite early on, you know, that had worked for my parents and making notes and kept a diary all sorts of things really um yeah so I, I always knew i was going to have to do it for one thing there wasn't all the information available at the time because the um the material from the, the the police interviews and the courts and all that sort of thing they held it back for 43 years that wasn't released by the national archives for 43 years so you know radio caroline started and they were playing the Fortunes record, Caroline, that yeah. was their theme tune, which by coincidence, um, that was recorded by um, the Fortunes, who my dad managed. Yeah. David Such came. I was running the dance in Nuneaton. My dad was running the dance in Atherston. And um, he, my dad used to, I wasn't, I was, wasn't very old. Uh, my dad used to drop me off at Nuneaton. And one night, Screaming Lord Such was sitting in his white Cadillac opposite waiting to be picked up and he went off to Atherston with um, my dad and that was the night that Pinkerton's Assorted Colours mm-hmm. that were liberators then were being auditioned and all they did was talk about how they could start a pirate radio station but then a the week later he'd found the uh, Knock John Fort and Shivering Sands and decided to have the station on Shivering Sands but it was originally going to just be a summer of fun really and the public you know they both wanted to do it and have some fun doing a pirate radio station it wasn't very serious to start off with but then after david such went back to performing um, my dad said right i'm going to turn it over now to make it professional and change the name to radio city and my mum was not very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again. Not at all. No. Because we, we, they used to do, for, for people who don't know, that uh, on Radio Such it was a bit happy-go-lucky. I mean, they, I think they used to read passages from a Lady Chatterley's Lover and things like that, didn't they? And, and yeah, the the bedtime reading. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, the fisherman. Yeah. And was it your sister uh, or was it yourself who actually did some shows on, uh, uh, some broadcasting on uh, Radio Such? It, this was a... F- we were very much a family business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first female disc jockey was my my dad's um, half sister called Tamara, oh, and right. she came down for a holiday and stayed with us and went out to the station with him. And he persuaded her reluctantly. She was very reluctant to actually do a broadcast. So Tamara was the first ever female disc jockey. My summer oh. holidays in August. 
I went and stayed with him on Shivering Sands, and I was the second female disc jockey. Amazing. And then my my dad decided to do some tapes of my sister um, in the autumn, and then she became the youngest female disc jockey. Incredible. Yeah, it, he turned it round. It took him, I suppose, by the summer of 1965, he was profitable. The first six months were, first eight months were really tough, I think. Um, it was when he got religious broadcasting um, programs that it made a difference. Yeah. Uh, the government at the time were putting out a lot of propaganda saying that the radio stations were illegal, that they were pirates, that people shouldn't advertise on them, that the they were playing records without playing performing paying performing rights. Um, they were affecting shipping, all sorts of things, anything the government could think of. Uh, propaganda so the big companies wouldn't advertise with the pirates because they didn't want to upset the government mm. but the truth of the matter was that the um, pirates were not illegal because they were outside British British jurisdiction they were over the three mile limit the record companies were sending free records demo records to the pirate radio stations to actually get them to play them, so they actually wanted them playing. This is Radio Sunshine on 197 metres, and this is Paul Elvey, and uh, I do hope you've joined us, because we're going to have a real swinging session today. We've got loads of people here, as you probably know if you've been there, but uh, yesterday I was suddenly bombarded with loads of people, and it was very pleasant it was as well. There was Uncle Reg himself, in person, with his delightful daughter Sue, and uh, two helpers, Colin and Stephen, who have both been working very, very hard here, helping us get the station up to scratch and uh, we're doing all they're all doing a great job that's Radio Such from the Shivering Sands Fort and Paul Elvey, who is certainly mentioned in Susan Moore's book. And if you'd like to get a copy, which uh, I really recommend, it's called Life and Death of a Pirate. It's available on Amazon. Just search for S.K. Moore and you'll find not only the book version, but there's also uh, two Kindle versions of uh, uh, the book. One is uh, The School of Rock and Roll and the other one is Shivering Sands 60s Pirate Radio. I say both available on Amazon and I will put the details in the podcast notes so if you don't note them down now, you can find them there. This is Radio Rollback. So we turn our attention now to the brightly painted Mebo 2, which broadcasts the programmes of Radio North Sea International, lying just off Skaveninger in Holland back in August of 1970. On the 29th of August, it was a Saturday, uh, two boats approached the Mebo 2, the Tug the Husky and uh, the Viking. Uh, They were evidently owned by a guy called Mr Herriman, and on board was a guy called Case Mandes and Mr. Harriman and about 30 other people, including a woman and a child. Uh, Mr. Mandes was uh, trying to claim that he had uh, some claim on the Mebo too because he thought he'd done a deal with the owners, Mr. Meister and Mr. Bollier, to buy into the radio station or something like that, which wasn't, in fact, the case. He was a bit sore and he thought he'd like to take the radio ship uh, away. So these two vessels approached. Mr. Mandes came on board the Mebo 2 to speak to the captain for a while uh, and then left and uh, pretty much the people on both uh, the Tug Husky and uh, the Viking uh, thought it would be a good thing now to try and cut the anchor chain and tow the Mebo 2 to wherever they was going to tow it to. 
Now, as you'll hear from this recording, it was a very scary moment for all the DJs and crew on board the Amiibo 2, but made for some absolutely fascinating and exciting radio listening on that August afternoon of 1970. This is Radio North Sea International, the sound of Europe, the voice of the world, and here is Spangles Maldon with an important announcement. If they are listening on the tug... Beware, because we've got petrol bombs ready, and they'll come straight for you if you continue to cut the anchor. Right now, back to music. Music. We must apologise for the uh, peculiar sounds coming from R&I today, but uh, the time is indeed trying to cut the anchor chain and move the Mebo too. And we don't want to be moved, and this is an act of piracy on the high seas, which we will not tolerate. Anyway, on to more music, this time from the Young Rascals. Sorry, interrupted again, but in case you didn't hear, there is an act of piracy going on on the high seas. This boat, the captain of the Mebo 2, has said that we do not want to be moved, and we should not be moved, but the tug is insisting that we should be moved, and they are now cutting our anchor chain. There LP time and peace there with I ain't gonna eat out my heart anymore. The time on R&I is 24 minutes to 3. For those of you who've just tuned in and for those of you who want to know the latest on what's happening, there is a tug out here in a small launch. The tug is trying to cut our anchor chain and uh, take us away to somewhere. We don't know quite where it is yet, but they want to take us away and uh, the captain on this boat has said that we have no intention of moving. Anyway, they are cutting the anchor chain. The two boats out here, the tug is the Husky from Willemstad and uh, it is owned by a Mr. Ehrman, E-R-R-E-M-A-N, and the launch is the Viking, registered in Panama, which also belongs to Mr. Ehrman, and Mr. Ehrman is on board. So it's the Tug Husky from Willemstad with Mr. Ehrman, which is owned by Mr. Ehrman, and the launch is the Viking, registered in Panama. This is Radio North Sea International. Stand by for another announcement. <laughs> Mitchell with another important announcement. Yes, uh, it looks uh, appears that the tug, the husky from Willemstad, owned by Mr. Herman, Neat Herman, Herman, is currently approaching the Mebo 2, and they appear that they're going to try to attempt to cut the anchor. So we appeal to anyone and everyone in the Scaveninger area with boats or tugs to join us in uh, coming out to the boat. We're a bit out of breath, been running all over the place because there are a lot of people on the tug ready to board the Mebo too. So anyone and everyone in the Scavening area, along with the <laughs> tug, uh, the trip, and so on, if they could come out to the Mebo too as soon as possible. We'd very much appreciate the Euro trip, the trip, and uh, anybody else, including, of course, none other than... What's that little boat which comes out here? The Baver? No, no not no, the Baver. The, 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 the Rudder. The Rudder, yes. Because there's likely to be seawater around the aerials. Uh, we must apologise to our listeners on the 31 metres because we're now going off the air. I do apologise, 31 metre listeners, we're now going off the air. 49. And, sorry, the 49? Just 49. Just 49. Which, we're not quite sure which one's going off. The 31 metre is now off the air. The 31 metre transmitter is now off the air. 31 metre... 31 metre is now off the air. This is Radio North Sea International. The 49 metre is now off the air as well. This is Radio North Sea International, currently transmitting on 220 metres. That's 1367 kilocycles in the medium wave band. And also in VHF, channel 44, 100 megacycles. Uh, sorry, what was that? Again? Yes, uh, we'll, we'd like to continue to keep make these announcements so that all concerned know exactly what's happening out here on the Mebo 2. In case you've just joined us, and in case you might be able to help us, 
Approximately one hour ago, the Mevo 2 was surrounded by a rather large tug, the Husky, from Willemstadt, along with a launch, the Viking, registered in Panama and also owned, both of them owned by Mr. Herrmann, who is on board the ship. Along with him was Mr. Mendez, who uh, I believe many of our readers, our listeners in Holland, have been well acquainted with the situation that's been going on over the past week. So, about an hour ago, the launch left the Mevo 2 after Mr. Mendez talked to our captain. He did, uh, the captain has told them that they are not allowed on the ship. This is international waters. And any act that might take place outside the territorial limit is an act of piracy. And now the tug, the Husky, from Willemstadt, owned by Mr. Herrmann, is now approaching the Mebo 2 with uh, approximately 20 men on board, rather large, I might add, and they appear that they're going to attempt to cut the anchor chain on the Mebo 2. We have six sailors on this boat, we have seven disc jockeys, and it uh, doesn't look like uh, we have the size nor the numbers to take care of ourselves. So consequently, we ask anyone and everyone in the Scavening area in The Hague, because that's the closest point from land here, to uh, come out to the Mevo 2 as soon as possible if they're willing to aid in our fight against this uh, act of piracy from Mr. Mendez and Mr. Herrmann. Thank you very much indeed, Carl Mitchell. We'll be listening to some jazz records for the moment so we can interrupt them at any time with the latest developments out here on the Mevo 2. Our position at the moment is 52 degrees, 10 minutes, 12 seconds north, 4 degrees, 13 minutes, 30 seconds east. So if you want to come out, you know exactly where we are, and we would be very grateful for anybody and everybody to come out and help in our fight for radio. For aid, in case you've just joined us, the Mebo 2 is currently being boarded by... Yes. It seems they're going to spray water onto the antenna, which apart from chipping on our transmitter, would also give whoever did it a very lethal shock. So by all means, spray the area with water if it makes you feel any better. We uh, might add just what Spangle said, so it's loud and clear to those people on the tug, the Husky. If you're contemplating spraying the antenna with water, you're going to be in for a bit of a surprise because I think 100,000 watts of power will be coming back down in your direction. So if uh, you care to be fried a wee bit, I don't particularly think that that's a good idea. And uh, as well, it's quite dangerous for anyone and everyone who's on the tug. I, I might add that uh, I think in this sort of a situation, it was quite... Uh, stupid for anyone on the tug to bring out not only a lady but a small child who's also on the tug so uh, that's just a bit of a warning to those people on the tug, the husky if they are contemplating spraying the antenna not only themselves but uh, the lady on board along with a small child might not live to tell about it okay, once again for everyone who's just joined us Radio North Sea International has been more or less surrounded by a tug the Willemstadt that's the Willemstadt owned by Mr. Herrmann. That's the Tug Husky from Willemstadt, owned by Mr. Herrmann. Along with the launch, the Viking. It's registered in Panama, also owned by Mr. Herrmann. Mr. Herrmann was on board the launch with Mr. Case Mendez, who has been involved with a legal difficulty with the Mevo company as of late. And now he's decided to take this action in an attempt now to cut the anchor chain on the Mevo 2 and to tow us into land. Once again, the Mebo 2 is under attack from Case Mendez and Mr. Herriman, and we consider this, as long, along with the captain, who has said that any boarding of the ship is a case of international piracy, as we are outside territorial waters. So we appeal once again to everyone and anyone who is in the position to aid us, to join us on the Mebo 2 as soon as possible. We are located three and a half miles off the Scaveninger coast in Holland, and the exact position is... 
Over there, Okay, we've got it. Four degrees, 13 minutes, 30 seconds east. And 52 degrees, 10 minutes, 12 seconds north. Well, that's three and a half miles off the Scraveninger coast. We appeal to anyone and everyone who is uh, able or willing to help us in our fight. And for those of you who don't know, our boat is a multicolored one with red and green and yellow all over the side, so it's quite easy to recognize through the mist. Yes, that helps out as well. We're going to continue this afternoon as uh, long as this situation continues uh, to tell you just exactly what's going on. We have no further developments at this point. Is there anything else? Not really. No, Not okay. Really, except uh, if they do... The if the they... fingers that come on our boat get them chopped off immediately. If they do uh, try to set the aerial, it will trip our transmitter. It will shock them. But uh, our transmitter will be back on the air within a few minutes because, of course, it'll dry up very quickly in this weather and we've got high-quality insulators on our aerials. So that takes care of that situation. However, I might add once again, more as a word of safety and precaution to those people on the tug because human life is valuable, especially since they have a woman and a small child on board the tug, that any use of water on our antenna could cause the death of all concerned on the tug Husky, who is currently attempting to approach the Mevo to in order to cut our anchor chain and tow us into land. We continue once again in our appeal to aid to... Excuse me, Spangles? Uh, I was just going to suggest, I didn't know you had the microphone on, that if you were to play pop music, um, possibly, we, you know, listeners coming in would be with us rather than hear this. Yes, uh, exactly, it's very good idea. With us for um, bulletins, they may, new listeners may not know what... Okay, happened. we'll continue on with some pop music so they know that this is Radio North Sea International. Radio North Sea International, by the way, right now is under attack from a tug called the Husky from Billumstadt, I repeat this. We're all legal authorities so that they know exactly who is involved in this particular situation. The Tug Husky from Willemstadt, owned by Meneer Hermann, along with his launch, the Viking, which is registered in Panama, also owned by Mr. Hermann. Radio North Sea International, located on the boat Mevo 2, has been involved in a legal case with Mr. Case Mundes, as many of our readers in Holland know. And now Mr. Mundes, because he has lost his appeal, has now resorted to the position of cutting the anchor chain on the Mebo 2 and in an attempt to tow us into land. Once again, this is Carl Mitchell breaking into the transmissions from Radio North Sea International with important messages this afternoon. We would appreciate a word of contact, at least some word from Scheveninger, from Mr. Tremaine, or from Mr. Meister, if they are in Scheveninger. We have heard nothing from you as such. And we believe the only possible way we can receive a message from you now at this particular point is by launch. So we'd appreciate a message as soon as possible in order to deal with the situation. For the listeners of Radio North Sea International, we apologize for this interruption of music which I know you listen to the radio for. However, this is a matter of what might be called drastically so, life or death for the radio station Radio North Sea International. Well, it's one total freak out out here this afternoon. That goes without saying. We're going to continue this afternoon with music as long as possible. We also would like to say once again to the Tug Husky, please do not use water on the antenna as it will cause or will result in the death of everyone on board. And as we understand that there's a woman and child on board, we hope that you will take that into consideration. I'd like to add that uh, we're also returning to shortwave again in the 31-metre band and the 49-metre band in about two minutes. Okay, thank you very much, Michael. This is Carl Mitchell once again interrupting programming from Radio North Sea International. A quick message to those on the Tug Husky. 
you are in danger if you should use your water cannon, which you which we see now that you are preparing on the deck of your tugboat. You are in danger of three reasons, because there are three transmitter lines upstairs, antennas, which, if water should touch it, would mean, quite possibly, death to anyone involved on the other end. Water reaching up towards the antenna will arc back towards you and will not, uh, unfortunately, put us out of commission as far as you're concerned. We say this if only to waylay any, any human death or fatality or injury. We'll remind you once again, please do not use water aimed in the direction of the antennas on R&I due to the fact that it will cause you personal harm, if not death. It's five minutes to three o'clock on Radio North Sea International. You just heard the record from the King's Charlestown number eight in the R&I Tom 30 called Lola. And we have a rundown now on the present situation in case you've just joined us and are a bit concerned as to what's going out on the air of, the, of Radio North Sea International. Approximately one and a half hours ago, R&I, the Mebo 2, was approached by two boats, the Tug Husky from Willemstadt and the Launch Viking, both owned by Mr. Herrmann. On board the on board the launch was Mr. Case Mundus, who's been involved in a legal situation with North Sea and who's now being sued by the Mebo Limited. We interrupt this with another message. Uh, we'd like to say thank you very much. The trip appears to be coming out, and we believe one of our managing directors is on board. Well, we hope so. Okay, that's very good news for all of us out here. A big sigh of relief gears up from everyone in the other studio. Uh, we'll repeat the situation once again. So an hour and a half, these two boats approached the Mebo too. And on board were these two men, Mr. Herrmann and Mr. Case Mondes, who Mr. Mondes was allowed on board the Mebo 2 to talk with our captain. He said that uh, the tugboat was going to tow the Mebo 2 back into land after cutting the anchor. The captain has said that this was an act of piracy and that he will not tolerate it. He asked Mr. Mondes to leave, which he did. Mr. Mondes returned to the launch along with Mr. Herrmann. They circled the boat for approximately 15 minutes. The tug and the launch joined together. And I believe a decision was made at that time by Mr. Hedermann and Mr. Mendez to approach the Mebo 2 with the Tug Husky, where they have uh, a settle and torches on board. And they are now standing about 20 yards off the Mebo 2, with the back of the Tug pointing in the direction of the bow of the Mebo 2, with their settle and torches on the deck in preparation for cutting the anchor on the Mebo 2. However, as you just heard a few minutes ago, the trip from Skaveninger, the small boat which has serviced the Mebo 2 for the past three months, is now approaching the ship with one of our managing directors, uh, with the managing director and the director of Radio North Sea on board. So we shall have more developments as they come along. We continue on with music right now, three minutes before three o'clock on R&I with Joni Mitchell. This is Radio North Sea International, the voice of Europe and the sound of the world. Broadcasting in the medium wave on 220 meters, 1,367 kilocycles. In VHF, channel 44, 100 megacycles. In the short wave on the 49-meter European band, 6.2 megacycles. And to the world on the 31-meter band, 9.94 megacycles. Well, that's Bridget Frink sing a song for freedom. Well, that's what we hope uh, you're singing a song, at least a few of you are, for us this afternoon out here on the Mebo 2. Well, I suppose you could say we're disc jockeys, they're not uh, gangsters or hoodlums, and we have to sort of walk around and carry guns and knives to protect ourselves, because we don't expect things like this to happen in the modern world of 1970, especially piracy at sea. But this appears to see, 
this appears to be what's going on right now, the attempt of uh, the people on board the tug Husky in an attempt to cut the anchor chain from the Mio 2 and take us into shore. Michael? Uh, Mark, sorry. Yeah, well, uh, our tug is now alongside our tug, not their tug, yes. our tug, is now alongside with uh, a representative of our company. And uh, he'd like to thank everybody who has phoned in. And uh, you may be delighted to know that you managed to jam our lines to our head office. So thanks, everybody, who has helped us by phoning in. But uh, now, as far as uh, we're concerned, the thing is now under control, we hope. And things are being sorted out now. We'll let you know further news as it gets, uh, as it happens. Okay. I think that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Mark Wesley, for that bit of news. We'll keep you informed as it happens on Radio North Sea International. And for the listeners who missed all the excitement on that Saturday afternoon, there was a roundup on the six o'clock RNI news bulletin. Well, the time is now exactly six o'clock. Sessor, Bulliver, the inventors of Accutron, the electronic tuning fork watch. This is R&I, worldwide news. Good evening, and first the headline story. And today, Radio Nord Sea makes the news headlines. At 1.35 British summertime today, a tugboat and a small launch came alongside the Mebo 2. The captain of the Mebo allowed only one of the men aboard who stated that he wanted to tow the radio ship away. The man, Case Mandos, was immediately told to leave the ship as he had no official documents, and four attempts were made by the pirates to get alongside. Each time, they were repelled by the captain and crew and the disc jockey staff. As the pirates were coming in for the fifth time, they spotted Radio Nord Sea's tender ship speeding from the fog in answer to distress calls. And both the tug and the launch sped off. Before leaving, they were heard to say that a further attempt would be made. A full-strength 24-hour-a-day guard has now been manned and we have the situation in hand. Yes, a very exciting Saturday afternoon on Radio North Sea International. And that's about it from uh, edition four, or episode four. Uh, slightly longer this time uh, because I wanted to fit all those little bits in. Uh, we've got a really special episode five, which I really hope you'll download because I'm looking, really looking forward to it myself. Uh, and that is, it's all about the Emperor Roscoe. Yeah, uh, been in touch uh, with the Emp over in the USA and he's been talking exclusively to Radio Rollback and uh, we'll be hearing that in the next edition, please go on and uh, like us, subscribe, so you'll be the first to get edition five with the Emperor Roscoe on. And uh, please continue to send us your feedback. That would be great. Until next time, this is Jeff on Radio Rollback.